Have you ever noticed that everything God tells us to do doesn't make sense? But what he wants to do is he wants to put our natural with his super and give us supernatural. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue our message, Leap Before You Look, from Hebrews chapter 11. And a great reminder from Pastor Ford just a moment ago that sometimes what God does call us to do doesn't seem to make sense. For those of us who tend to like logic, we can look at that and say, "Uh, no, this isn't going to work out. But that's where we get to see our faith stretched and we get to grow in our walk with Christ and in our faith. Because as we trust God, despite the fact that it doesn't seem to make any sense, it means we're saying, God, you've got to show up in order for this to happen. And as he does show up and as he does meet that need or work in that situation in a way that we probably didn't expect or even necessarily understand, We do get to see our faith strengthened and encouraged, and we're better prepared for that difficult circumstance, whatever that may be, next time. So today, we continue to look at this subject as we open our Bibles to Hebrews 11 and continue the message, Leap Before You Look. Here's Pastor Ford. In 1924, the Dallas Theological Seminary, and usually we always joke around and say cemetery, but... With Dallas, we we don't say that. Amen. Dallas is a good school. We got a graduate over here. I got to be careful. He just became our our administrative pastor. So he graduated from Dallas. As a matter of fact, if you're not familiar with the institution, maybe you're familiar with the first African-American to ever graduate from that institution with a PhD, uh, Dr. Anthony Evans. Anybody ever heard of him? Amen. Well, that same Dallas in 1924 uh, was in foreclosure. They had filed bankruptcy and uh, they were losing the school. As a matter of fact, uh, the very next day at noon, they were going to be put out by the sheriff's department. At that time, the president was a venerable scholar, an expositor by the name of Harry Ironside. Anybody ever heard that name? And uh, Dr. Ironside had called his committee together that morning to have a meeting, and uh, he opened up with prayer, and this is the prayer that he prayed, I quote, Lord, we know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. They're all yours. Uh, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. And so we're in trouble. Lord, would you please take some of your cattle on a thousand hills, sell them, and give us the money? Well, they had been meeting for a couple hours. After they had met for two or three hours, the secretary knocked on the door and said, Dr. Ironside, somebody wants to see you out here. To which he replied, we're in a meeting, but he sent somebody out. That person came back in and said, Dr. Ironside, Dr. Ironside, God has sold the cattle on a thousand hills and here's the check. Because a cattle baron had sold some cattle in Fort Worth and brought the check to Dallas Theological Seminary. Wow. 
That's how God works. And, and you notice he has an ample supply. Let me tell you why. Because, Elder, most people count their cattle by the head. God counts his by the heels. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's all right. I just, I, I just preached to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's what faith in Jesus uh, and his word will do. You see, we've been studying, we've seen that faith will take you from earth to heaven. If you don't believe me, ask Enoch, because Enoch was fellowshipping with God. Have it ever been so good in the presence of God that you forget about yourself and forget about everybody else? And Enoch just was worshiping the Lord and got to walking and fellowshipping with him. And the Lord said, guess what? We're closer to my house than we are to your house. So ain't no use of you going back home. Just come on with me. Yeah, because faith will take you from earth to heaven, but faith will bring heaven down to earth. You don't believe me, ask Elijah, because he was battling uh, uh, against the 500 prophets of Baal. And he said, pour some water on the altar, pour some water on the altar, pour some water on the altar. And the fire that comes from heaven to answer the sacrifice being consumed, that's God. And whoop, there it is, a conflagration. And Elijah said, look, faith will bring heaven down to earth, but faith will turn setbacks into set ups. Now, if you don't believe me, ask Mordecai and Esther, uh, because Haman uh, didn't like the Jews. He was a, a racist. And it's not a, it's not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. But he didn't understand that. Thank God in the body of Christ, we understand that. It looked a little bit more like heaven in here at this 11 o'clock service, don't it? And so, and so he, he didn't like them. He started hating on the Jews and he built a gallows. You better be careful about what trap you set up for somebody because God may make you step in it. Amen. The Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That doesn't mean that they won't be able to plan it. They form it, uh, but it will not prosper. And so he was hanged on his own gallows. Why? Faith will turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. If you don't believe me, ask Joseph, uh, because he went down to the pit. He went down to Potiphar's. He went down to the prison. Then he went up to the palace. Y'all ain't, ain't going to pray with me. Because that's what faith will do. Everything they set in your way to try to trip you up. Don't you know when you trip, you go faster forward? <laughs> I'm having fun today. And so faith will turn obstacles into opportunities. Everybody was afraid of Goliath because he was nine foot, seven inches. And everybody's saying, that boy too big to hit. And David came along and they were saying, it's an obstacle, it's an obstacle. And so Saul was hiding in the officer's club and everybody else was, you know, like with the Lion King, all right? But you remember that, what was happening when they were in the cave and, and they heard about Mustafa. Well, that's the way they were, Goliath. They were in the cave, shaking in their boots. Here comes David, 17 years old, because he wasn't 20, because you can't go to the army until you're 20. So he's 17 years old. He sees the obstacle from their point of view, and he says, you guys don't understand. You think he's too big to hit. I think he's too big to miss. And so David... David then slew Goliath. God turned a stone into a sledgehammer because that's what faith will do. Yeah, y'all know it already. I guess you could say that Goliath got stoned. Amen. 
And so faith will turn problems into provisions. You don't believe me? Ask Paul and Silas. They're in the deepest part of the prison. Their feet and hands are in the stocks. They've just been beaten, but they're saying, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory. And the prisoners heard it. And God heard it too. And he said, oh, that's what I like. Praise in the midst of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love adoration in the midst of adversity. So here's what I'm going to do. The shackles fell off. And them boys could have walked up out of there. But God said, no, nah, don't take your liberty as occasion to stumbling. I set you free so that others can be set free. And the prisoners wanted to get up out of there. But because they had praised God so well and praised God so loud that the prisoners listened to him when they said, we're about to establish a church. You know what faith will do? Faith will turn a jailhouse into a church house, Judy. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. Faith turned a jailhouse into a church house. Faith turned a little boy's happy meal lunch of some crackers and sardines into Moby Dick sandwich. Faith turned a choir into a conquering army. Faith turned a stone into a sledgehammer. Faith turned a stormy sea into a paved street. Why? Because faith, that's the theme of chapter 11, verses 26 through 31, the theme is faith will always extend itself above and beyond the natural and logical circumstances and will firmly embrace the supernatural because God gave his word. That's it. So we're in verse 30, and this verse says that faith complies with the incomprehensible. Say, what's it talking about? The incomprehensible, the plan of God. Have you ever noticed that everything God tells us to do doesn't make sense? But what he wants to do is he wants to put our natural with his super and give us supernatural. And that's only by faith. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr. And we'll continue this message, Leap Before You Look, in just one moment. If you join us a little late or you can't stay with us through the end of the program, we can always come to our website and listen to each and every program in its entirety or you know, go back and maybe listen to a, a broadcast that you missed in our series. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. You can simply stream programs through the computer. You can order copies on CD or even download MP3s or sign up to begin podcasting the program. Again, you'll find those links at our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. So, the plan of God. So what happens? We're outside the promised land. So what does faith do? Well, we saw faith brings you out because God brought them out of Egypt by faith. Now we're going to see that faith takes you in, that God takes you from something to take you to something. And so God then eradicates the negative, brings in the positive, and now he's bringing them in. Now, good Bible students, here's what you did. You looked at our text and you said, there's a gap. 
Because it says in verse 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. Isn't that amazing? That they wanted to do what we did, but they don't have who we have. And if you don't have who we have, you can't do what we do. And who do we have? Who do we have? What's that name? Above all names. Yeah. And so what's happening? What's going on here? There's a 20-year gap, isn't it? Do you see it? By faith, verse 29, by faith the walls of Jericho. There's a 40-year gap. Now, why does the writer of the book of Hebrews give us a 40-year gap between this talking about faith? Well, there's two reasons. Let me give it to you real quick. Number one, because the 40 years was wilderness wandering where God took 11 days, according to Deuteronomy chapter 1, to get Israel out of Egypt. But it took 40 years to get Egypt out of the Israelites. As a matter of fact, that's a misnomer. He never got it out of them. He had to kill the whole first generation so that by verse 30, only two of the original generation are going in. Everybody else died. Why? Okay, I'm going to let the Bible speak to us for itself. Now a word from our sponsor. Turn to Hebrews chapter 3. I'm just going to read it. I'm not even going to make a comment. Listen to this. I'm going to break in the text at verse 15. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice. Whose voice? Jesus. Now, here's what you do. You, you follow it. You'll see. I don't have time to tell you right now. I'll get to the text. I'll show you some other stuff. But look at this. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they heard, did provoke Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. What's he saying? He's saying everybody got the same message. Everybody got the same. Oh, I said I wasn't going to comment. Okay. It's so hard to keep your mouth shut. For some, verse 17, but with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not them that sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest? Why? But to them that believe not. So, what's the, what's the conclusion of it? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. God says, I gave them my word. My word is my bond. I'm not like the husband who said, till death do us part and then divorces. I'm not like that. And I ain't coming against anybody who got divorced, but you did make that vow. He ain't dead and she ain't dead. You know, people talking about, in my heart she did. <laughs> in my heart she did. <laughs> yeah, no, the problem really is she ain't never been alive in your heart. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, anyway, so what's going on? He's saying, he's saying, because, and I said I'm going to say it, but at least you got to say it. In the book of Hebrews, there are five warnings about God's word. I'm just going to drop them. I ain't going to say anything. Don't deny God's word, Hebrews 2, 1 through 4. Don't doubt God's word, Hebrews 3, 12 through 19, 4, verse 1. Don't depart from God's word, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. Don't despise God's word, Hebrews 10, 25 through 29. And don't disagree with God's word, Hebrews 12, 25. And so what's going on? 
He says, by faith, the walls of Jericho came down after they went around him seven days. Well, then how does faith accomplish or faith comply with the incomprehensible? How does faith look at stuff that's inconceivable and say, I can do that? Well, there are three ways and we can go home. They're all in the earlier texts. You know the story well, and the writer of the book of Hebrews goes back. Because what happens? Here it is, number one. First thing you got to do is bow to the control of Christ. Now, 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 when you look at this text, look at it. It says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man, a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, are you for us or are you for our adversary? And he said, no, because the no is emphatic. No. He didn't say, no. He said, no. Now, what's going on in this text? This is called a Christophany. This captain of the Lord's host is none other than a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. So a pre-incarnate appearance means that Jesus showed himself in the Old Testament before he permanently localized himself in a human body in the New Testament. Now, now how do you know that? How do you know that? Because Joshua's ready to go in, and uh, he's ready to go into the promised land right before the first battle, the man who is the captain of the Lord's host showed up. Captain of the Lord's host is in the Old Testament 58 times he is called that. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these, but some of you want to study. If you want to study, we can put these up on the board for you as quickly as we can. Genesis 16, 7, and 13. Genesis 16, 7, and 13. These passages will show you uh, that the angel of the Lord, the captain of the Lord's host, is none other than Jesus Christ of the New Testament. Genesis 22, 11 through 16. 11 through 16. Circle verse 12 where you have the word me. Circle that word. Study it that way. Genesis 31, 11 through 13. Genesis 31, 11 through 13. Genesis 48, Genesis 48, 15 and 16. Genesis 48, 15 and 16. Uh, Judges 6, 22 and 23. So, look in the text. Here it is. How do I know that this is God? First of all, I know because he says, take off your shoes. So he's declaring now, take off your shoes. That is, remember Exodus 3, 5. Moses meets God in a burning bush. A bush that's burning, but it's not consumed. And so all of a sudden now, uh, it's the presence of God. Take off your shoe. Why? What does that mean? Well, in the book of Ruth, there was somebody who was a nearer kin than Boaz. And so Boaz wanted to make sure he wouldn't come back and say, I was the one who should have redeemed Ruth. He says to the, to the man, give me your shoe. Now, what was he doing? relinquish your right to her by giving me your shoe. When Jesus asked for Joshua to give him his shoe, he's saying, I want you to relinquish all control to me. Now, this is before the battle. Some of us don't even do it when we end the battle. 
Notice the second thing, holy ground. Only God can declare holy ground. But here's the third one, he worshiped. Now write these down, I'm not going to turn to them. Revelation 19.10, Revelation 22.8.9. That's Revelation 19.10, Revelation 22.8.9. Know what it teaches us? Angels do not receive worship because John in both cases saw an angel. People talk about, I saw an angel. I will write a book. You know, it's amazing to me how people in the Bible see an angel, they fall down as though dead. Anyway, let me go on. That ain't my point. They did not receive worship. John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. Well, then who are you looking at? The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has revealed him. That's who Jesus is. He is the revelation of God. He is God in the flesh. He is the only God that anyone has ever seen. Amen. So, here we are. Here's what I like. Now, Joshua is not a compromiser because he getting ready to throw down on the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees him coming, and the word look is yada, which means to scope out with intensity. He sees him. Now, he's got to be arrayed in full, full body armor because they're getting ready to go to battle. If he's the captain of the Lord's host, and Joshua looks at him and says, uh-oh, I better find out whose side he on. Whose side are you on? Our side or their side? No. Now, now get this. Here's what I like about the fact that he's ready to, to say it's on with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not a compromiser. He's saying it's black or white, ain't no gray. Now there's more to come in this message entitled Look Before You Leap. And we're going to hear more about Joshua's encounter with the pre-incarnate Jesus when Treasure Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. continues well, here at Moody Radio. We want to help you have the kind of no-compromise faith that Joshua had. And our programming is designed to give you a daily dose of God's Word that will connect you with Jesus so that you can live a life that's pleasing to Him. And Treasure Truth is made possible by the generous giving of listeners like you who believe in our mission and want to see the name of Jesus proclaimed wherever radio is heard. Interestingly, many listeners choose to support this ministry on a monthly basis, and here's why. Your monthly support ensures that our operating costs are met, costs to run the station, perform maintenance, and produce these Bible study programs. And right now, when you become a monthly partner by Auto Gift at a level of $30 or more, you're going to receive a 50% discount to Moody Publishers. Now, this isn't a one-time coupon. It's a half-off discount on everything in the online store for as long as you continue your monthly giving. And as a monthly partner, you're going to have the satisfaction of knowing that your support is helping to spread the gospel around the world. And your half-off discount, it allows you to find affordable resources for your own personal growth. You can become a monthly partner today when you call 888-644-7660. That's 1-888-644-7660. Or go online to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. I'm Steve Hiller, and our producer is Amy Reos, and I hope that you'll join us again when Pastor James Ford Jr. continues. We're going to discover what happens when Joshua took a leap of faith. That's Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. <laughs>